Hey everybody, welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It's season two, episode five, Ed. That's it. We are inside the hot box. I think I'm feeling like 105, 106. Uh, it's not like Phoenix, folks, where they can't even fly planes out of the airport. It's so hot. But it's, it's getting there, you know, but it, it's a hot show. That's the first time I ever heard of that. Someone asked me about that. They said, hey, did you hear they, they shut down the Phoenix airport? It's like, no. You know, I, I thought, why, terrorists? It's like, no, they eat. It's like, yeah, I can kind of sense that. Then I went back to the pool. Oh, watch that. Hey, everybody, welcome. Uh, thanks for the uh, patience here. We had a little bit of a delay, and it was just largely due to the heat. We are, we're hot, we're sweating our ass off, and I thought about that for a second leading up to the show, Ed, and I said, wouldn't that be a great time to promote the women's tea? In those hot, balmy days back east, maybe you're a little, a little stuffy in Detroit right now, on the website, we got the t-shirts, I try to give it to Alana, Alana shares here from Roadkill. Those of you who have been a part of the podcast in the past, you remember her. I'm sure you remember her from uh, the coverage recently in Roadkill Magazine. Thank you for that. And recently, uh, she uh, worked with uh, one of our local freelance guys, and he went to Detroit, the Motor City, and he captured some of the coolest bikes. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, special guest in the house, Ed, and this was a gentleman that you actually had suggested as yeah. well a time uh -huh. or two, uh, yeah. Daryl Smith from uh, Big Daddy Motorsports. Daryl, thanks for coming in the house. Daryl's going to swap seats with Ed in a minute. And um, Ed, before you and I catch up on some business, uh, today is the day that we're going to, well, I should say you, you and Alana will assemble the Go-Kart USA American Eagle mini bike kit that is going to be given away at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which is October the 14th here in beautiful La Crescenta. So October 14th, we're going to start it early, 7 o'clock, and we're going to go to 2 or 3 o'clock until they kick us out this time. I hope so. That folks have wanted us short. yeah folks have wanted it to extend so uh we've got the date we're thankful for that you and i are going to catch up on a few things but you're going to work with alana and we're going to assemble a roller here today all right uh, our good friends from go-kart usa provided us with this bike and uh we're going to figure out throughout the podcast what power plant we'll put in there we're leaning towards the popular predator 6.5 there's a Titan that's offered up at uh, Go-Kart USA as well that they promote, but they also have a slew of engines as well as over 30 different mini bikes. So if you'd like to check them out, we're going to be building and assembling the American Flyer version. This is the custom kit. It comes with the 8-inch wheels, and um, I'm looking forward to it. You and I looked at that kit, and it looks like they did a nice job with that. So I'm really, I'm kind of not only curious on how it goes together, but I love the wheels. Yeah, the wheels. Came yeah. Out. So um, uh, I'd like to thank our, our podcast sponsors. Uh, Pioneer, uh, they're introducing the new single DIN head unit. Uh, Pioneer is the presenting sponsor of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Uh, don't break up with your car. Upgrade it. Get yourself a new audio system. In fact, uh, Pioneer is the official car audio of Roadkill, and uh, they'll be installing the new single DIN unit within the muscle truck, one of our popular vehicles in the fleet of Roadkill. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. I want to thank CRC Brake Clean. We wouldn't even think about working on a bike without our CRC Power Lube. Now, don't start, because when I bring up the power lube, you, you, you go to a whole different... Uh, brake clean. We've got some brake clean, which is really popular. Everybody has to have brake clean. Uh, I want to thank a new sponsor. Uh, we already talked about Go-Kart USA. I want to thank our sponsors from Studs Power Sports and Hardware. All right. Yep. Uh, Eric uh, decided to come on board. They're going to not only be um, providing some cool giveaways, they've got an event that's coming up July 22nd in Michigan. Uh, you can find out more about that. 
on the Facebook page for Studs Power Sports. They take PayPal. They ship not only within the U.S., but internationally. They're kind of like the go-to place for the Detroit mini bikers for power, uh, power parts and all kinds of um, hop-up parts for your mini bike. So check those guys out. Welcome on board. Uh, I want to thank our friends from Small Engine Cams, Tim Iskey. Been with us for a while now. Man, Tim. Uh, they love that cam giveaway, Ed. No, do they? Yeah. Good. You pick uh, the winner, too. Yeah. The guy who won last time was Tom Yep. He goes by Simple Tom on OMB. So he is a really cool caricaturist. Yeah, he's an artist. Artist. And he, I think he's recovering now. I hope you're doing better. And we talked about maybe doing some kind of a Joe's Mini Bike Reunion secondary t-shirt in addition to the standard one. So I'm going to work with him on that. But he loved the cam. Thank you, Tim, for making that available. If you have a question for either Daryl or Alana or Ed, uh, send it in. And uh, at the break, we'll take a look at them, and uh, Ed will pick a winner, and we'll send you out a free camshaft. Uh, also want to uh, thank Linda for helping out tonight. She's in there cooking and slaving over a hot stove so that we can have a little snack during the break, Ed. And before the break, we'll be with Myron Bailey, who is going to be... Um, Myron. Yeah, I talked to him three times today. Uh, he's a really cool guy. And uh, he's going to bring us the scene... Uh, in Detroit, we were gonna hopefully get our get some time with John Fear, but it turns out that you should have fear because John Fear will not be here. <laughs> it turns out, and uh, we are gonna talk to Tyrell Davis uh, from the Go Kart Compound. Uh, Myron's on his way over there now, so just before we go to the break, we'll have the Motor City Minute, which is brought to you by again Studs Power Sports. Check out their Facebook page. They got a big event coming up July 22nd. They may uh, have us come in, Ed, and uh, they asked us to maybe not only be there. You never been to Michigan? You like brown water? Sometimes. You like Mopars? Mopars, yeah. You're gonna love it there. And then we're gonna go to Coney Islands. Coney Islands. Hot dogs. It's, it's there's a couple things you got to do when you're in Detroit, just like any place oh, else. Yeah, that sounds kind of corny. Well, it's more hot doggy. Yeah. Then you know, we can get a corn dog. Yeah. All right. So look, we've got. We got a lot going on. There was a lot happening this past week. They were down at Barona. Home Alone was down there. Barona's an eighth of a mile track. When I spoke to Home Alone's guys, I specifically asked if it was a quarter mile or an eighth. I should have known. But their time was 7.6, 82 miles an hour, just fucking around, which wasn't that bad. Yeah, if that was quarter mile, that's pretty fast. Yeah. So, so with that said, um, he's out there doing his thing. <sighs> They were um, they were racing. I think John Fear raced with um, Pizza, Pizza Boy. Boy. Yeah, and that looked like a close race. Yeah, I think it was. A, I think it was like a bike and a half. He's still racing with, like shorts on. How, how do you how do you get on a a mini bike and race it with like shorts on? I don't on? know. All right, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. But but so the racing's it, it's it's happening again. Everybody talks about wanting to race. Everybody wants to race their bikes. And it's unfortunate because out here in California, this is running on the streets, right? I mean, that's pretty much all we've got. Yeah, that's all we got. No one wants to drive to Barona. That's like two and a half hours from here. Well, you got to come back. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking all day. And and you're you're not just there with mini bikes. You got to get in line with the cars and get in line with the bikes and get in line with everybody. So it's a it's a commitment. And you know what happens if it if it, there's a lot of people there and there's not enough time, who's going to get squashed? The mini bikes. So with all that said, we still have to find an alternative to that. So, um, you called, uh, did you call me last night or did I call you? I called you. 
and I thought for sure it was about this epic podcast, but you had you had even you had, <laughs> had even more entertaining information. You yeah. you browse eBay constantly, right? Look yeah, at, I do. And what's the first search word that you put in? Bonanza minibike. <laughs> Every day. Every day I search in Bonanza minibike. I got to find something, you know, vintage Bonanza minibike. Part. So you got more than you bargained for. Yeah, I saw the name, which I kind of know what's going on between who's selling the name and who had the name. And um, it shocked me that the guy that has the rights to Bonanza minibike name was selling it, it's on there, for $30,000. And I really don't think you get any inventory, because I don't think he has any inventory of anything. And it's just the rights to the logos, and that's it. That's all you get for thirty grand. Not that good of a deal? I don't think so. Well, Bonanza is an iconic name to me. I'm East Coast. Out here, Taco is the the iconic name, right? And then Rupp was in the middle, and we've talked about this more times than I care to. But the fact was, Bonanza's a big name. Oh, I yeah. love their bikes. Shit, my handle on my, I think my old mini bike reunion, or my old minibikes.com, my, my, my screen name is Bonanza Joe. Right. I, I, I love them. I love the hardtails, and I love the choppers. I've got a few of them sitting around here. So I love the Bonanza name. I was more of a Bonanza guy than a taco guy. And um, it's funny because... Depending on who you listen to, it, 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 it's surreal to even be in that same small world of folks that would have a chance to acquire such an iconic name like Bonanza. I you mean, know, all you can really do with the name is block people from selling stuff if they have Bonanza name or logo. It's, hey, stop using that. That's all you can really do. Well, look, whoever, whether or not the Bonanza opportunity is on the up and up, whether it, it, it is or it isn't, uh, I wouldn't mind that somebody did something with it in any way, shape, or form. At some point, I actually hoped it could be me. But I don't have the depth financially nor the time around at 59 to, to take on, what, a company, a mini bike company, and, and launch one. So although if I had this opportunity 20 years ago, maybe I'd, I'd throw my hat in there. But if there is anybody out there with 30 grand and they want to buy the Bonanza name, <laughs> I'd, I'd need a little bit more. So that, that, was, that was kind of the week in review on our end. Um, Today, uh, Charles Mini Drag Bike, uh, as he always does, uh, took some time to uh, to reach out on Facebook and a little controversy out there. You know, Charles is a he's he's a stud, man. He's 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 one of those guys where he definitely those backs drag up. Drag racing guys, they never. But they get talk, along. they talk this, they, they talk never smack. Get along. I get along with all of them because I hardly ever go out there anymore. Well, since, you're a legend. Since I turned to five nine and the eight, even I can step away from it. You know, we're into it pretty much, right? We're into it heart yeah. and soul. We're into it time-wise, investment-wise. We love it. We're into it. But not, not to that point. Um, no, that's too crazy. So maybe our next guest when he comes on, Daryl. Daryl Smith is the example of, in my view, the kind of guy that... Low-key. But has all the same accolades. You know, he's not going to tell you and remind you... Yeah. And, ...and challenge you on a consistent basis to recognize what he's doing. Exactly. Um... <clears throat> I love all these guys, though, you know? Oh, I love them, too. Yeah. It just cracks me up when I see these guys fighting over stupid stuff. Well, what cracks me up is when they see you. When Daryl showed up today, and we were just sitting around making some small talk, I mentioned that you were going to be here, dude lit up. <laughs> so, so you still got it, Ed. You still got it. Uh, look, Ed, 
you, know, you and Alana go back a couple podcasts now. It's kind of yeah. like you guys got a little history. Yeah. And um, I think she really liked your T-shirt the last time. I'm not so sure. No. Right. Yeah, she did like that. Earlier. She did. You should get her own shirt. Well, she's been, uh, she's been really helping us with the mini bike scene because she's really the one fueling all the exposure that the mini bike guys are getting in Roadkill. And it's ongoing. And uh, we appreciate that. So if you would, Ed, help her assemble the American Flyer. See if we can get that thing to, to be a roller today. And while you're doing that, I'm going to kind of eavesdrop in on what you guys are up to and have a few uh, questions for the both of you. But let us know how you're making out there. Now, when you start this process, we've got a two-piece kit. We've got all the items that are on the table. They're the cables. They're the axles. They're the seat, the brake assembly, the wheels or tires. How do you kind of see this going together? Obviously, we'll connect the neck to the body We'll get our we wheels on there. We'll get it together, being we're not going to put the motor in. And we just have to figure that out. Stuff, but I think we can get it together. Yeah. What do you think? Half hour, hour, something like that? About six hours. All right, good. So we'll check back <laughs> with you in about six hours. In the meantime, yeah. do me the favor and welcome in, if you could, All right. from Big Daddy Motorsports, Daryl Smith. Take my place. And Ed, oh. we'll swap seats with Daryl. Daryl. Daryl, welcome to the podcast. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Thank you for yeah, man. All right, let's uh, our our pleasure. Right. Uh, you may want to adjust that microphone. I know that Ed has a little bit of a different stature. I know he's a bigger guy than you are. <laughs> How are you doing, E, over there? Good. Uh, this was uh, this was a hell of an effort. It is, again, hot out here. You doing all right? I'm doing okay. So we got the door shut. We got some AC on. We've got some fans on. Uh, we, there's a little bit of a delay getting the podcast started because the equipment was so hot. Okay. But, you know, everything's hot in here, including you. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, for a Martian that just landed on Earth and got out of his spaceship and uh, asked who Daryl Smith was from Big Daddy Motorsports, what do you think most people would say? He's that guy that has the fastest bikes in California. Fastest small blocks. The small block king is what Bird described you as. Uh, he's about right. Yeah, and uh, I've known you through the events. Thank you for coming. You, you've been coming to my events since I started. Thank That's you very, very, very much for that. I, I do appreciate that because when guys like you show up, it really legitimizes some half-assed show that I'm trying to put on. It's not half-assed. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you I'm coming out. Shot. Yeah, thanks, man. Mm -hmm. um, and then I ran into you down at um, Max, and we talked for a second, and then I had to bolt. And as I was leaving, getting on the freeway, I said, man, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. So I, I think you and I played phone tag a time or two yeah, to I'm get you on the podcast. But you, you're somebody that we've had our eyes on for a while. Thanks for rolling up, man. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Because I was starting to feel some kind of way because you never talked to me. Yeah. Well, who's that guy you said that I gave a jacket to? <laughs> Tell that story. Uh, a friend of mine named Brian. He, we were at your first uh, reunion show. And we both took bikes. I gave him a bike. He kind of cleaned it up and made it look nice because we rode on the streets together. And uh, What kind of bike was that? Was it was it? a cat. Okay. Cat 400. Yeah. I'm a cat guy. Yep. I'm a big cat guy. Yeah, so is Sean Papa Smurf, too. Yes. Yep. Yep. He, matter of fact, he came to me and bought one from me. Wow. Yes. He, he, was, he, he was just here helping me out. Great guy. Anyways, yes. I, I got to get my hands on a cat. In fact, he's talking about maybe trying to build one to give away at one of the shows. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. So anyways. So yeah, so uh, during the, uh, the, the show. Sure, during the reunion. Everybody knew that I was going to win because I have that green cat. Yep. Everybody over there knew I was going to win. I didn't. He did. So that, that caused a big stink between me and him. And then at the end of the show, as we were packing up leaving, 
you had one of those really nice jackets that says Joe's Reunion on it. I was like, man, I really want one of those. And you saw him walking by and said, hey, would you like this jacket? He said, sure. And you gave it to him. Oh, man. So now <laughs> we have issues every now and then because of that. Because he won the he award? He won the, the, the trophy and he got the jacket. Well, look, I've got both of those for you sitting here somewhere. Definitely got a jacket with your name on it. Uh, the trophies, and you, you know, we laughed about this. Uh, I had, do you need more bits, Eddie? Yeah, we've got Ed and Alana. Yeah, we already have a problem. Okay, that's okay. Well, I've, I've got some bits right over here if you need any. Real bit? Yeah, sure. So, Daryl, I joked about this because, uh, you know, I didn't take... No, just go straight in. I didn't take the... Uh, here you go, Ed. Okay. That's a professional shop here. Just get around oh, yeah. I didn't take the judging anywhere near serious the first... Well, actually, even up to the last event. I didn't take the, the judging too serious because to me, I just wanted the people to be there. I handed off the judging to a guy that was kind of a go-kart guy. Like he the difference between a Tecumseh and a Briggs, but I found out after a couple of years that not only did I offer him a formidable task, I had one guy trying to judge 100 bikes, but he wasn't the guy to be properly evaluating the bike. So as, as time's gone on, I realized as the promoter that I had to take a much different tack with the judging. In fact, you and I even talked a little bit about what right. I was planning right. on doing this year. But, you know, I enlisted Ed to help with the judging. And even that was tough because, right. you know, I don't number the spaces. And there's no, there was really no mechanism that confirmed as to whether or not you were judged. And really, it was one of those things where now, going into our sixth year, we're going to have it figured out. We'll judge the bikes when they first come in. They'll roll up on an elevated little stage, and okay. the judges will be there to see them. And then before they even go park their bike, it would already have been viewed. There you go. So there'd be no questions about it. And I'm sure that when you roll up, that you more than likely will be rolling home with a trophy next year. I'm trying to. Yeah. And, yes, and you know I what? I hope so. I know so many guys that have some of the nicest bikes I've ever seen that have been to my show that have not won an award. So there's got to be a fix there. I've got, I, I've, got, I've got to do a better job with the judging. And, you know, it's actually a good place to be. We're at a place now where it really matters. The first few times I did, I, don't, I didn't get the sense anybody really cared well, anyways, you know, you know? That bike was from my, your, your my, area. my area. Your world. So it was okay. Yeah. What's that it dude's name again? Brian Bevels. So Brian Bevels. Well, you just got your little time there, Brian. And let's see what you do next year. You uh, heard what he said, Brian. <laughs> So what happens at Big Daddy Motorsports? Well, mainly I, I'm a motor guy. I, I love mini bikes. I, I build mini bikes, but I really like building the engines. So going fast is my thing with a mini bike. So when you say build an engine, walk us through that. We're totally redoing the block. Tell us a little bit about what goes into these these bikes that you're building. Well. When I'm building a mini bike engine to go out and race at our race spot that we have out in Compton, I'm going out to be the fastest in the small block class. So I'm going to get whatever I need to go that fast. And so far, luckily, all I had to go, do was go to Tim Iskey and get everything off the shelf. So what we're talking about? Light flywheel. Light flywheel. Pistons. Uh, 
cams. Three-inch three piston, stroker cranks, large cams, uh, roller rockers. And what's that I, part or piece that folks leave off that list sometimes? That's a, that that really is a difference. Everybody knows to get the light flywheel and to get the cam. Well, I always say that everybody has the same parts because we all get the parts from the same place. But that one thing that's making my engines faster than everyone else's is the head. The head. The way I port the head. I have guys that come over that want to pay me ten, fifteen thousand dollars just to show them how to do that. And you learned that technique of how you port that head. Trial and error. How many engines and heads you've been working on? You think about it, Dave. Hey, a few years ago, the Champion clone motor was at Costco on sale for $99. I bought a pallet. And my son at the time was only like 11 or 12 years old. So he was perfect for a, a test jockey for me riding or for the mini bikes. And uh, I started building the motors. First, I had to see what oil would they take and last. And once I found that out, 100% uh, synthetic, you guys, nothing less. Yeah, I was down at um, I was down at Scott Cycles, and we were talking about not only oils but transmission gears because I was trying to lube up that old Indian. Yeah, it had had transmission gear in it forever, and I was looking for it's a wet clutch. Yes. So with a wet clutch, there's there's this kind of attitude where it's got to be 100% synthetic. But then I thought about it. It's like, well, aren't every bike kind of wet clutch? Not every bike. You know? The older bikes with the uh, clutch inside the, yeah. the engine, okay, that's a wet clutch. Right. And I, from what I found, depending on what year your bike is, 100% synthetic won't work. Yeah, because there was It'll no synthetic back then. No. You know? So, so I said, will. how is it that... So I didn't go with the, the synthetic. No. I went with... I like I like this. Um, Mutal has a Motul. Yeah, Motul. That this I've, I've been using this brand for a little while, uh, and then this guy. What do you like? like? It in the engine? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like like the is, is there a brand, brand specific that you, you, you favor? No, because all you need is. A petroleum-based oil okay to put inside the transmission for a wet clutch so what do you use Honda lube or Yama lube just okay the, their old five dollars a quart type oil so it works just fine we had a conversation with Charles and one of the tricks that uh, he has is with uh, pistons you you kind of your specialties is like with cylinder heads. Yes. Is there a little tip or trick or hint that you can provide to some of these guys that are out there working on their own bikes and working on their own heads? Is there any advice that you want to give to a guy that may at least have the skill set to jump into modifying his head? Some guys are just like, no man, I just want to buy one or I want to have somebody else do it for me. For those guys that actually do get in there, and there's a lot of them out there. What kind of advice can you give that guy? I don't usually give that advice out. Okay. Uh, but a lot of the guys are porting their motors, their heads, I'm sorry, they're porting their heads too big. Okay. 
and they're losing velocity. They gain, they, they have a lot of uh, flow, but no velocity, and that's slowing the air down. And they haven't the motors having problems trying to use that air. So uh, I found out by talking to some of the old guys at Iski okay. that's been building motors for 50-plus years. I say, who's the 100, okay. right? Hey, these are old carbureted engines. This is what we have, air carbureted engines. I spoke to him, and he told me that. And once I went to that, my mile per hour, my performance picked up tremendously. So it's not about big porting? No. You have to port according to the size valves you have. Okay. Once you do that, you, you will notice the difference. Your throttle response would be better. Your your top end would be better because your your flow and your is keeping up with your velocity. So okay. That's the that's the advice I would give these guys. That yeah. No, thank you for that. Um, is there anything else that you see is kind of routine with a lot of other engine builders that makes you shake your head? Are there things, are there practices that you see out there now where you're still wondering why they're doing that? Whether it comes to welding on engines or, you know, the way that they are porting heads or the carburation. Are there, are there silly things you see out there that are still happening after all these years? Oh, yes, because there's always somebody just beginning. They're sure. just getting into it. And they do some of the same things that you shouldn't do because they're new at it. And that's a, this might be what was the last thing that they saw. Or that they heard about, so they would do that. Freshman mistakes, kind of right, and, yeah. and it's going to make you faster, but you're not going to be the fastest. Got it. Yeah. So it it all depends on what level really you want to be at. Do you want to be faster, or you want to be the fastest? Well, that's the thing too. I think that all these guys that are really striving to to get into this sport, I would hope that they're trying to be the fastest. Well, you know, uh, whether or not they're able to, or or the tact that they take to get there, um, I. I I always loved it when folks legitimately appreciated what they were into. They loved the mini bikes. They loved it as a hobby. They loved it as a sport. They loved the players, the personalities. And they didn't come across like they knew everything. They, they, they asked for some help. I love guys like that that just are looking for some help. Not, not the ones that are having everybody do the work for them and then telling them that they did it. You've probably seen a few of those guys, huh? Uh, quite a few. Quite uh, how many out of ten to come into your shop will walk out there and their their neighbor that they just did this themselves right you know it's like oh man probably half yeah probably about six out of ten may do that do you educate your customers or are they pretty much dropping off do they hang around a little bit do they do you give them a little bit of FaceTime when they're there or are they dropping I give, off I give everybody FaceTime okay I, I if you want to know something talk to me about it and I'll talk to you back about it but if you want to know what specifically am I doing to make these motors fast? No, I'm that's your. Tell you. That's proprietary that, information, exactly. right? Exactly. So. So the shop is uh, is the shop uh, a full time shop? Is it? It's full time shop. Okay. I do uh, mini bike engines and I do the pedal bike engines as well. You have the fastest two stroke. Is, would they be called pedal bikes? Pedal bikes. In California, bikes. is that true? Yes. So 60, talk about 62 that. 62 miles per hour with uh, a stock bore, stock sleeve, uh, stock stroke, 
66cc two-stroke bicycle engine from China that everybody's putting on their bikes. The ones on you can buy online. The ones you can buy online. Now, does this setup allow you to both pedal and gas? Yes. Okay, so I saw a picture of you with two other dudes. You guys are going from Compton, Gardena, that area to the ocean. Oh back. yeah, we we've ridden. <laughs> I mean, how far 60, are you? Sixty miles in one day on our bikes. And what kind of reaction are you getting? Because they're so cool looking, you know. Uh, their cars pull up next to us. And give us a thumbs up. They're filming us as we're riding. I bet, man. Oh uh, yeah, when, and we're moving pretty good. So you know, we're not in their way. And uh, do the cops want to give you shit? Because I know they do on mini bikes. Do so they give you as much grief with the bikes, or they kind of let you slide with the bikes? Right? I would. They right probably now, think they're for, electric bikes. They probably for the think last now. year and a half, uh, the cops have really left us alone. But before that, we would get stopped depending on what city we would be in. Sure. And they would tell us, you need to get that out of here, or this is not legal for the street. But if you dig in a little bit, you you can show the police that these bikes are legal. They're really a gray area. Yeah, yeah. Because they're a bicycle, but it has a motor on it. They want to classify us as a scooter or, um, or a moped. So they wanted to get registration for them. But it's still just a bicycle with pedals. So but, then, are they street legal or not? Yes. Well, you know, what makes them street legal is that you, 25 miles per hour or less, okay. 49 cc's or less. I, um, I have a scooter outside. They're the mobility scooters. Yes. I also have a couple electric cars. They're three-wheel electric cars. They're old electric cars from back in the day. Yes. And you would, you would go about licensing them where you can only operate them on city streets with a similar pass that you get for these, these you know, folks with disability have those scooters. They get that little sticker. Right. Same thing. At least I would wonder if that could cross over because I see these bikes gaining in popularity. I see the kits online now. Oh, yes. You know, we were talking about our old Stingrays from back in the day, oh, yes. the apple crates and the lemon peelers and being able to That's put an right. engine on that thing. Oh, yeah. Um, how did you get into those? Uh, it was really by accident. I had a friend of mine that put one together, the same guy, Brian Bevels, and he's not a mechanic, really, by no stretch of the imagination, and he put one together, and it actually took him somewhere. He found the engine on, he, he found the Chinese engine engines, right? and bought a $50 beach cruiser from someone at a yard sale, and he put that motor kit on that bike, and he rode it. Made some brackets for it, or, you know, it's not like he, he bought the brackets, that, right? He, bought, he did all that? He, he made whatever he needed to make and put on there. So I said to myself, this can't be that hard. Gotcha. Oh, sorry, was, Brian. <laughs> no, fun, no fun intended. He did it. <laughs> so hey, you got the jacket. I was over a friend of mine's house. Uh, I had just got done doing a motor for him for his mini bike. Okay. And his brother pulled up on a motorized bike. And I asked him, you want to sell it? And he said, yes. So I bought it from him for $100. Okay. I didn't look at it. I didn't do anything. I just threw it in the back of my truck and took it home. You just wanted a you I wanted just wanted a the motorized. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, I started riding around, going to the store, back and forth. <laughs> and being a motor guy, I was like, this thing sucks it's really too slow i'm gonna have to do something about it how fast was that going like you with that, oh like man like 16 maybe miles 20, an hour? like 20 oh, okay. miles an hour maybe yeah and That's i nothing. did a little work on it and got it to go in about 40. just the standard stuff carburetor tuning carburetor yeah. a little porting to, yeah. the, to the sleeve and uh 
we started riding, and a couple of more friends of ours got one. Yeah, because they're full size, you know? That's right. How how big are you? 250. All right, and how tall are you? 6'2". It's kind of tough to roll around a mini bike all the time, All the time, right. And that's another reason why I got more into the bikes uh, was because, you know, I didn't want to get in trouble on the street. Yeah, we're too old for that too shit. Too old, a little bit too we old. We can't even tell the cool story we get pulled over in a minibike. It's like the days are over. That's right. Yeah. So I got the bike and started riding that. And now we have bikes with four strokes with predators on them. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, once it starts, oh, yeah, game man. on, right? That, that is the best. Well, I've seen them. Uh, there's a company that is uh, pretty popular. In fact, they're the official battery of Roadkill, Optima Batteries. An extension of Optima Batteries, I think they're a part of Johnson Controls, which is a huge company. Okay. Well, somewhere in the midst of all that, they have a line where they sell um, electric slash motorized bikes. You know, you could buy the 125cc or the mm-hmm. big bore kit, and they look great. You could buy, like, the Enduro one with the big tires in case you want to go off-road in, or they've got, like, a street model, uh, yes. like a touring bike. And as I looked at them, it's like, you know what? I would probably ride that thing. As much as I love all these mini bikes, yes. most of the time they sit here or yes. I bring them out to an event. And even there, it's tough to ride, right? That's right. With the bike, like I got a rat think back there that I got when Electra first relaunched these, these bikes. And it's kind of cool. But I'm more apt to ride that thing with the mini apes and the big yes. old fat white walls. That's exactly how But it's I got started. no engine on it. You put an engine on that bike, I'm riding that thing all the time. And you will. Yeah, so you, I guess that's it. You naturally do find yourself on it more. Than on it more, yeah. because it's so easy. You just jump on it, pedal, start it up, and off you go. One gallon tank of gas? or uh, Half a gallon. Half a gallon? Half a gallon. You can usually go probably about Far 45 miles on a half a gallon. Ed and Alana, um, I hear a little drilling over there. What were we doing? Were we just modifying uh, the sprocket? or was... uh, There's no holes the to put the drilled. sprocket on. Thank you. Got it. Yeah. Note to self. Problem easily solved. Uh, what size uh, drill bit do we use, Ed? 5-16. Okay. That always comes up 5 16 I got to bet that in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking 5 16 Come on, 3 eights. Come three on, eight. 7 That's right. Give yeah. me a half. Yeah. Give me a 9 I'm sorry? You got a crowbar or a screwdriver <laughs> that we're not supposed to use as a screwdriver? Um, we need a crowbar. I got a steel... Bar. Um, I mean, I think Ed can do it just with his hands, but he doesn't want to show up. Um, you know, Ed, there's a steel bar in in the tool chest somewhere. I think it's where the screwdrivers are. There's a machete in there too. If yeah, you just want to be done with those. I um, like everything else. You know, I say, honey, I'm going to go out in the garage. Just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bolt down the carburetor. It's like two bolts and a cable. Like three hours later. Right. She's like, are you ever coming back in the house? And hopefully you can find something there. I don't know if I have anything that's... Uh... Well, hopefully you didn't want any of the stuff that was in the drawers to stay in the drawers. Oh, no, that didn't matter either, Ed. Did it tip over? <laughs> Daryl, uh, you know, the street and your reputation on the street, uh, you know, it's not about just the Facebook pages and the posts and the Twitter and the hitter and the mitter. It's ultimately, it's like... What's the word on the street about the guy or the bike or the engine? You've um, you've got you've got that juice with the old school guys. They they really seem to respect what you've done. What do you think? What do you think is the reason for that? Obviously, you're well adept at building engines, but what is it about the way that you go about building your bikes and the way that you? 
promote yourself and your business that this that you think makes you special what is it what's that special thing about big daddy motorsports because well, i hear about it I hear about it from lonnell and i hear about it from some of the other guys especially the guys on the on the um west coast mini bike facebook page you're you're like a you're a big guy out there man well i'm glad to know that because yeah it I, seems like it i just stay home and work on the engines and let everybody have fun i i'm really glad to hear what you're saying yeah uh, but really, I, I've been out with the old school guys. I, I came out before all the guys were the way it is now. I was out when Bird and, and Primetime. And there's a lot of jockeys out there that's real good that these guys don't know about. Excuse me, Ed, is the, is the electrical? Uh... Okay. That's fine. Ed, open up the garage door. Folks, thanks for those of you who are hanging in there. It was so hot that the extension cord, there was, we, we've got an air conditioner that has an appropriate extension cord. We connected it to a regular extension cord, and I think Alana just recognized that it was... A, it was melting. It was burning. Seat. It's burning up. Yeah, so thank you for that. Ooh, it's stuck to the seat. It, it, it seems a lot cooler. That, that turned out to be a very good mistake. Because it's a it's a lot cooler in here now. <laughs> How you doing in there, Linda? Okay, she's sweating this inside. Is the last time you're going to invite Roadkill to any of your stuff. I, I can't blame it on you. I, I'm going to blame it on the heat. Yeah, something happens. Well, look, at least we caught it before it burnt the place down, right? Sorry about that, Daryl. Um, you would have been the first one to go, D. That that, that wire was closer to you than it was to me. So I can still move pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, we were to watch it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, the guys that have come in that have been guests on the podcast, whether it's Home Alone or whether it's Charles or whether it's F&B or Mac or any of these other guys, for some reason, they all done something that makes them a little bit unique. You're one of those guys where as I, especially when we announced that you're going to be on the podcast, it was interesting how many uh, uh, PMs I got and thumbs up that I got. So that, that's kind of, you know, I don't mean that's to cool. begin a, a, a fan club for you, but I, I, it was very noticeable to me that amongst those core group of guys, I mean, and what I mean by the core groups of guys, the guys are on the sites, building the bikes, buying the parts, going to the events. The, the guys are, really are a part of the scene. They're not the guys that show up once a year, right? These oh, are the yes. guys that know. Yes. And I bet most of them are uh, either customers or wish that they could be customers of you, huh? Well, I'm still open. They can come whenever they're ready. Do you find a lot of guys would like to have you do some work that, for whatever reasons, do you, do you feel like your 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 work and your pricing is available for the average guy? Well, that's that's a strange thing because the faster I go, the less people talk to me. Why do you think that is? That I have no answer. Wouldn't it for be that. the other way around? I would think so. It's like, man, but I saw you lay down that you know eighty five. Like, what'd you do? What kind of tires the, you in, use in the mini bike world right now? Yeah. For like the last five or almost six years, I've been on top. MDB, I'm on top, not you. What do you mean by that? You're on top. Uh, in the small block, I have the fastest bikes. I have posted the fastest uh, mile per hour, not times because it's in the eighth mile. Okay, what was that? 95 miles per hour now. And when in was the, that? In the quarter mile, uh, about a year ago. Okay. Who was the jockey? Um... Uh, Oh, he's going to kill me. Ty Buddha. Okay. From, so, from no speed limit. Um, okay. 
So, no speed limit. I know there's fast lane. There's, there's more fast trucks lane, out there now, right? Fast lane was 92 miles an hour before that. Okay. And the reason I went 95 was because George at GT posted a video that they went 92 miles an hour. Okay. Uh, I could go a little bit faster. So, we did. And, uh, Ed, how are you making out over there? Um, you need a crowbar? Yeah, but your crowbar is too big. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh, so we we'll get, we'll get a, We got one coming. Oh, look at this. Great. Awesome. Got one coming. Uh, Alana's husband, everything. Tom, has uh, All right. been behind the scenes. Here, you want to help me add some weight to this? <laughs> and uh, we, we decided to thank him by putting him in a 115-degree enclosed garage, sitting on... Soon a, to catch on fire. Soon to catch on garage. fire, sitting on a... Sitting on Tim Iskey's face on the weight bench over there. <laughs> no, no pun intended. What do you want me, Ed? Um, that 95. And it was 92 before that. And it was 90 before that. Okay, so and that. it was 88 before that. So that 95, it gets pretty damn close to 100. Uh, I'm close to 100. I just haven't showed anybody. I'm waiting for somebody to step up to 95 miles an hour Maybe so I can show them what's going on now. On right here. I hope we're getting this on camera. When oh, we received the, the kit, okay. it came in Ready. a big box. Well, I've opened up the kit and I've had this frame moved around about 50 times. Every time there's a podcast or we're working on bikes, I move it around. I don't know if I dropped <laughs> it or dinged it, but one of the oh, rear yeah, lips... Oh, there you go. There you go, Ed. One of the rear lips just budged out at about an eighth of an inch and ed just got a crowbar and fixed it that looks good and there you have it so now the bike like we talked about it you know when he signs something or works on something it fucking goes up like a thousand percent goes up. yeah so ed, sign, uh, sign sign where you where you rent that or you rebent that bracket and we'll, uh, we, ed is the man what is it about him anything else it's an old white guy what is it the, what, what, what is it that ed is just a regular guy that's enjoying himself with that's mini bikes well, many bike guys love them. Oh, I do too. Yeah. When was the first time you remember meeting Ed? I was just talking to Ed. I had a shop in uh, Lakewood. And Ed, I don't know how he found out, but Ed found out that there was a bonanza at this shop. Oh, he sniffed that out, sure. And he came over, looked at it, drew me down on the price. Well, sure. And bought the bike. When was that? Do you remember? Was it? 10 years ago? Was it 15 years ago? Ed, do you remember? No. It, 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 was, it was about... I, I, I've got a little grease. It was um, about 10 or 11 years ago. Top right-hand drawer, Ed? There's a small drawer? Of the dresser or the toolbox? Of the toolbox. Type right, a top right-hand drawer, there's a small little drawer you pull out, and there's probably a green marijuana vial that's oh, empty that has grease in it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's back in the day, Ed. We don't do any of that anymore. We do hash now and edibles. Um, anyways, uh, Ed, if there was a bonanza lurking anywhere, let alone, where were you, Lakewood? Lakewood. Yeah, so what, was the, what was the bonanza? Do you remember what, what model bonanza it was, Ed? It was 13. Huh? Sure, yeah, it was. 13 or 15. And you dude him down on bonanza. the price, right? He's probably trying to give it away for 50 bucks, and you probably tried to get it for what? <laughs> So that's when you bucks. first met him. So Ed comes strolling in. Did he have the beard and the whole the regalia? Whole, just like this. Just like this? Just like, like this. Since high school. Except he had a jacket on. Yeah, it was oh. kind of cool. Yeah. You and loved it ever since, did you? And I didn't see him anymore for about three years. 
because he was doing the uh, downhill coaster soapbox carts. And he was racing with another guy that was running mini bikes with us, and he came out. And I saw him, and I said, I've met this guy before. (laughs) How could you forget that thing? Right. I've met this guy. So I kind of spoke to him, and he was like, hmm, you know how Ed is. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. So I kept going. Another hot day. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, fuck. I didn't change my shirt. Yeah, I'm changing my pants. I wasn't going to so. come, but I decided, and my dog bit me on the way down. I suppose the soda's warm. Uh, yes. Yeah, that. Yes. That's the Ed I know. Yeah, I love him. So, so he got the Bonanza. Did he have the bike built by then? It was three I, years. I, I don't know. It was three years it, after. He, he, I don't know if he kept it or sold <laughs> What'd it. What'd you do know. with the bike you bought from? I don't remember. You don't even remember. I don't remember. I, uh, oh. there's just, yeah. there's just something about him. We got to get him on a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I, I got into Bonanzas because of this guy. I, I still don't like him, but I know that there's people out there that want to. Like Garwell Dave, you know. Remember oh him? yeah, Gar- remember He's the one he had? Yeah, man. He well, bought, which one? He, he bought thousands one, of them. That last one from me, the one okay. he won the contest with. Yeah, then he sold it. To, he sold another. Uh, what, what model Bonanza did uh, did Garwell Dave sell mini bike Paul? He sold him a, a couple of uh, a thirteen MX. Yeah, an MX. MX, and he had two tacos. Oh yes. Yeah, Ed, do you tacos. need a piece of wood? No. So we. Essentially, we've got the wheels assembled. We've got the sprocket on. Obviously, the tires are on there. We're, um, we greased up the collar where the neck goes into the body. And By we, you mean Ed. Ed did all of these things. Oh, no. Look at you. You're, where's he doing without you holding those handlebars? I'm just you, this, this place would have been on fire without you. Can there I tell you how, how important you are? Alana, you and I are going to be going to Cleveland next week for the Roadkill Zip Tie Drags, which will be at the Summit Motorsports Park on the 30th yeah, and July the 1st. Well, let's see. If there's anybody out there that's within earshot, uh, come on out. Uh, we're pretty uh, flexible you know, with our Roadkill events. It's Roadkill, for God's sake. We had, we had a good turnout of mini bikes that came out to Tucson. Who knows? Maybe, Daryl, we can get a bunch of guys to go out to Tucson next year uh, with this Roadkill brand. Uh, it's all about drag racing, as you know. Oh, yes. Willie D was uh, telling me about it. Yeah. Uh, what does he call him? I, I know him as yeah. Willie D. David. Uh, David Freiberger? Re- David Revis. Oh, David Revis. D. Yes, yes D. D. And he was telling me about it because he went. D went. And D was, was one like, of the one really? guys. Yes. He rolled like, all the way okay. out there. And, and he told me he put his bike in a small little car, and it was right behind him, and he drove all the way out there to the track. I've got a picture of if you open up his door. He's got so much shit in there. It's like I dare you to find where that mini bike is. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of a one-cylinder Korean yeah. two-door, he had like a family of five packed in there, including his bike, which he pulled out and beat my ass in when I raced him with Frankenstein. Yes, uh, D is a great guy. Um, he's such a good advocate for the sport. Right. With that drone, he oh, yes. captures all the cool footage. Some bastard robbed his um, GoPro. Oh yes, I saw that. And uh, we've got to, we've got to, uh, you know, um, when GoPro first launched, the SEMA show was a big show for them to roll out. Mm-hmm. And we were doing some business with them. And, um, man, to see how they've taken off. Man, oh, man. When they say, what is this thing? It's a small little camera. You can clip it onto your helmet. It's like, who's going to use that? It's like when people say, we're going to sell you water for a dollar. It's like, who's right. going to buy water, right? <laughs> well, and, and look at GoPro now. So, Dave, if uh, your friend who was over at your house robbed your GoPro... 
That douchebag should be shot. We're going to try to find you a replacement. I've got all kinds of hardware for the GoPros, but you need a camera, too. So we'll see if we can help you out. Um, another guy, Dane. Dane Walton. Hopefully I'm not butchering your name. There's like a bunch of people getting their shit stolen. He had a, a really cool vintage mini bike he put together. He lives in Pomona. It was a, I don't know if it was Father's Day weekend. He had his door open, and somebody robbed his mini bike. Wow. That's wrong. Out of his garage. It's like, that's not cool. So all you guys are... All you guys who are robbing GoPros and mini bikes, cut that shit out. Um, we um, we're doing what we can at the event, and you see kind of who we attract. We yes. attract the first time guys that yes. just bought a little frame from Azusa and they put in a Predator. We find these guys, the Jake Mose of the world, who build bikes from scratch. Awesome work. Yeah, that guy's his work is nice. Yeah, I, I really like what he does. Yeah, the, he he captured a certain look. Right, that raw look. It's, it's not only evident in his mini bikes, but also he, you know, they, he works for uh, uh, a company out in uh, Palmdale or Lancaster. I think it's No Limit. Uh, no Limit. I, yeah, and they do a bunch of things, uh, cars and vehicles and trucks and bikes. Uh, Jake's one of those special guys. We meet the guardrail Daves and the Evil Eds. Right. But we've, all, we've also attracted a group of um, kind of um, older guys that went away. That due to the event and kind of the, the popularity, they're coming out. They're, they're coming back. The, the, yeah, the guys who used to be out there racing on Anna back in the day or the guys that That's right. you remember um, from early on that all of a sudden went away, that now they're, they're kind of coming back. And I feel like that's the beauty of that event. If nothing else, you know, not only can we capture the, the spirit of the mini bikes, but we can bring back some of those guys. Who are some of those old guys that you remember, Daryl, that you haven't seen in a while? Oh, man. There's uh, Dennis. They, they called him the, the debater. He always had something to talk about. Dennis the debater, to, huh? Something to argue about. Sure, sure. Um, Ronald Gaines. Oh, from Ice House. That's a popular name. Uh, Ronald was, he was, he would change the game. He's changed a lot of things out there with mini bikes. And he was really fast. Uh, what they, kind of bikes was a guy like Ronald? Were they custom bikes? Well, no. They all started off with all like, Joe's. Okay, uh, Joe's frames. Joe's frames yeah. at that time. Yeah. And we were putting, you know, $1,000, $2,000 motors on a Joe's on frame. Joe frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he put a Blockzilla. Wow. Three on the Joe frame, and we never really put a radar gun on it, but I think that bike was somewhere around 90 miles per yeah, hour. At that time. Then. Yeah. And there was nothing out that can keep up with him. Was that because he was, uh, was he doing all his engine work? I'm not sure. Yeah. At that time, uh, he was calling himself Ice House. Charles Chuck, mini drag bike, right? Uh, was partnered up with him oh, okay so the, the two of them were doing stuff together and you know that's when everything was when it was fun when it was real when it was good because look besides valves i put in this head i would bring the head out we would show each other and talk yeah i i i don't think that that's unique just to ufc training at the same gym same weight at some point they may have to fight themselves or, exactly. or, you know uh, but they still said hey look man i'm, I'm this takedown you know, you're leaving your elbow in too much or when you, you know come from behind the Mm -hmm. Now that that's going away, there's no more sharing, even if they're yeah. in the same camp sometimes. That's right. So um, it, it, the competitiveness has really stepped up. I think that's why it's everybody really wants to be up. the fastest or the strongest. Or and, and now out there, out here, uh, with our mini bike scene, 
the newer guys uh, have broken themselves off into different fractions. They are their own clubs. Yes. And there's quite a few of them. Yeah. There really weren't many clubs. There, there, there were more individuals back any, in the day, right? There weren't any. There was actually like maybe two. Okay. Uh, two or three. And everybody else kind of just joined into those two or three. You, you, you was with this guy or you sure. was with that guy. Now there's probably about 25. Who are some of the top ones? Uh, Fast Lane. And who spearheads Fast Lane? Who are some of the top guys there with Fast Lane? Oh, man. There's, there's you call them line, uh, Lionel. Linnell. Yep. Linnell. There's Box. There's uh, Greg. There's Ant. There's Cleve. Uh, Oscar, all these guys I have built motors for, and customers, and all of those guys are really, really fast. Who else? Um, I hear a lot about Squirrel Gang as well. Squirrel Gang, but they're doing their own thing. Okay. Uh, there's uh, no speed limit. No speed limit. They've yep. dealt with me. Um, Trying to see if there's anybody else here that's maybe back. I see a Mini Bike Life logo on top of that cap. What's that all about? Mini bike life. That's just that's who we all are right now. Yeah, how this true. Is, this is why we're here, because of this mini bike life. You know, this is uh, something that I was doing as a kid, twelve, thirteen years old, riding around on a cat mini bike that my brother's friend gave me. And uh, when I got older, I saw another one, and I was able to afford to put it together the right way. Because before, you know, with the old Brigham Stratton motors where you have to no throttle and you put your hand on the governor and sure. giving it, riding with one hand, 20 miles an hour, uh, that was the most fun. It was. That was the most fun then. And uh, now, you know, I got the bike and I cleaned it all up. And it, it's, it's the same bike that I had when I was a kid. Yeah. And that's really what it's all about, isn't uh, it? Yes. Capturing some of that? Capture that. And uh, that's the only one I have left that I won't sell. Yeah, because that, that's the direct connection that from back in the it. day. That is it. I grew up, uh, and one of my first bikes was a, a Bozo, which yeah. was an East Coast knockoff of another bike that was a knockoff of another bike. And I had a Clinton engine in it. And I just knew Bozo mini bikes as if they were popular, well-known. And people would ask me, like, you know, if you had a mini bike or when you did what you had, I'd say a bozo, and no one, no one had ever heard of it until Scott Baker, guy who yes. built that double trouble bike, yes. he had one. He had a he had a bozo, and like, I've had a few of them. As you look around, and I've got a few others at other places, but I'm not going to die until I, I get that bozo, <laughs> right? It's just it's something about that's you have to go back there. You got to get that's, it right. That's right. Um, so these clubs. The Squirrel Gangs, the No Limit, the Fast Lane, and these guys that are into it, like, I like the spirit of it. They, you know, if nothing else, it kind of keeps them focused on something constructive. There's a competitiveness to it. Right. There's, a, you know, there's good times together. There's a lot of advantages, I would think, to a club. They talk a little smack, but I went to the events, and everybody's cool with each other. The smack talking is online, and when they come out, it's... Either we're going to race or we're not. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. One more club that I think about, thought about, uh, Thirsty Riders. Sure. Yeah, I've heard of Thirsty Riders as those well. guys, too. And who, who's they, with Thirsty Riders? Who are some of those guys? Uh, Lalo, 
That's the only guy I know. There's a couple of other guys that's, that's out there, but they don't bring their bikes out. They got, you know, really nice-looking bikes. Sure. Nice engines on them, for what I understand. Yeah. But, you know, nobody's coming out to race. Yeah. I think that there's a big contingent of guys that it's, it's kind of like a, a show. Uh, you know, there's guys that go to the event. Like, we're going to have people that come to the Roadkill event. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we've got 500 of them pre-registered to come to Ohio. About 350, 400 of them are coming to drag race. Yes. The other folks, they want to be, just want to hang out. You got it. I'm, yes. I'm fine with both of those guys. Obviously, the, the spirit of it is, is to race. Yes. But in the mini bike world, I think you're going to see the honorable watch instead yes. of the other way yes. around. What are, um, what do we got there, E? Huh? Oh, MB, are we ready to go? Um, what time is it? It's already uh, 8.18. Oh, okay. I, I didn't get a clue. It's past bedtime. Hey, um, uh, our producer, Emmanuel, just um, reminded me that uh, it's time for the Studs Power Sports Motor City Minute. And it's uh, brought to you by our host, Myron Bailey. Myron is one of the coolest guys that I've met in this whole mini bike scene. And he's our voice and our face in Michigan. And Emmanuel's going to set up the, uh... there he is. oh, there he is. Can I see him? In... Do you want to see him, too? Mar, you, you, you've been inhaled by a yellow condom. What the hell's going on, man? <laughs> Are you there with Tyrell Davis? Well, thanks for the warning on that. I see that... Uh, uh, have no fear, John Fear had some fear and will not be here. Uh, well, uh, it's, uh, he just couldn't make it tonight. Well, maybe we'll keep him on the docket, Myron. And because you're the big shot and you book all these guests, maybe there'll be another opportunity where we can speak to John and find out how his recent races with uh, Pizza Boy went. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So yep. you've been busy. Um, we talked a little bit about the Roadkill uh, Facebook page featuring some of the guys that um, were making some things happen in Detroit. We had, uh, you and I talked about Kalman, uh, who not only won uh, his class at the Detroit Autorama, but he's a big mini bike guy there. You had Chris Maloach with his Rutman, uh, John Vollings, uh, our boy Alan was there, Alan Bryan with his Doodlebug. And you know what a big Doodlebug fan I am. Yes, uh, sir. Kevin Dock rolled in from Indy with his bike. Yes, sir. I think that's a Honda-powered uh, custom bike. And then they went in and they met with our boy, um, Chessie LeBlanc from Taylor, Michigan. Um, you're surrounded by a bunch of cool guys there, Myron. What's happening with that Detroit scene of late? Fun, ride your mini bike, you're doing it wrong. Well, you're all about having fun. How's your bike been going? You've been riding that Rutman, right? Oh, yeah. My, yeah, I've been riding my bike. I'm waiting on some up, you know, coming uh, rides, trying to see if I can get off work so I can enjoy myself like the rest of the people. Hey, I'm pretty excited about uh, Stutz Power Sports joining us, being the sponsor of your Motor City Minute. How does it feel to already have a sponsor, Mr. <laughs> so you, what's next? You're going to have, like, your own line of T-shirts. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joe. But yeah, Eric Shingles is one of my first sponsors, and I got to say, if you want 
Hey, so uh, with Stutz, uh, I earlier, you know, I used a comparison before, and I meant it in a good way, but it was taken the wrong way, and I almost did it again. I was going to say that Stutz reminded me of, like, the small engine cams of California. Mm. Stutz was kind of like the place to go if you wanted to get your mini bike parts in the Michigan area. That's kind of pretty much what we're talking about. Like, they're the go-to place, right? That's why I was so excited about what I just said. That's where you go. That's where you go when you don't want to go slow? Oh, man. Slow is not even on the menu. Hey, That's so, straight out the box. So who's the, who's the laid-back, good-looking guy behind you? Is that Terrell? That's my man, T-Bone. How you doing, Terrell? Welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. How's everything going? Everything's going beautiful. Everything's going beautiful. Thanks for having me. So how do you know Myron? I actually met Myron a long time ago when I first got the mini bike riding. Honestly, look at the look at the wrist. How long's it been now since you guys have known each other? Uh, what's been 15, 15, 16 15, years? 16 years. Yep. Time goes by fast, huh, yep. Oh man, it time flies when you ride mini bikes, baby. Hey, so what do you do over at Go-Kart Compound? What's the scene over there? What are you up to? Pretty much we do everything that needs to be done. Any wrenching that needs to be done, any repairs that need to be done, any modifications that need to be done, any upgrades that need to be done. You name it, we do it. And uh, how's your customer base? Is it popular? Is it growing? Are you keeping you busy over there? Customer base is actually in the circle right now, but we're starting to grow. We're starting to grow. Everybody's starting to realize what's going on. Everybody's starting to get the word out. And that's what we like. That's basically what the name, what, what the name of the game is. Terrell, are they walking in with, like, new predators in a box asking you to hop them up a little bit? Or are they walking in with custom-built bikes? Is it a mixture of the two? Or you find that most of these guys are kind of either advanced or entry-level? Honestly, it's a mixture of both. I mean, you got entry-level guys that know want to get in the game and want to go just as fast as everybody else and then you got some guys that's been in the game a while that may need a you know few things taught that may they may be doing wrong or you know a refresher on something that, that they may not necessarily be doing the correct way that's all out here the uh custom frames are attaining a lot of popularity uh temecula bob for particularly um gt uh there's a variety of custom bikes that seem to be gaining popularity. There's also a lot of old school frames still lurking out there, although there's not as many as there used to be. You know, we still can find a taco frame or a bonanza frame or a cat frame out here. Yes. Um, what, what are guys rolling in? For some reason, I noticed that Rutman's, probably because Myron rides one, but I noticed Rutman's are <laughs> continuously popular out there. Why is it? I know they're from Dearborn, but it seems like there's Rutman's everywhere in Detroit. Yeah. Rutman, Danny, Rutman gang, <laughs> what other what other frames and other types of bikes are rolling into the shop there, Tyrell? Yeah, it's rough. It's little Indians, and honestly, I can't lie about it. They bring in a lot of the doodle bugs. Yeah, a lot of, a the, lot of the doodle bugs. Doodle bugs and they, they're doing it up with the doodle bugs and the moto boxes. Yeah. Well, you may have they heard me. Not, you may have heard me joke a little bit about doodle bugs, only because. Like, I'm afraid of those fucking things. The fenders are three feet. <laughs> they're, they're all metal. There's all sharp edges on that shit. They come with two and a half horsepower engines that go five miles an hour. 
<laughs> so it's like, in the name, Doodlebug, I wasn't working for me, but as I've seen some of them, I saw a recent Doodlebug on the Detroit Mini Bike Facebook page. It's like, I'm okay with the Doodlebugs now. I think I've grown to love the Doodlebug. That's right. Ed, Ed's pounding on the uh, rear axle as we try to put this mini bike together over here. Uh, so Doodlebugs, okay. Um, what is it about Doodlebugs that, that, that makes them work? Their affordability? The size of the frame? What is it? Between the uh, framework, they can, they can drop them fenders down, put tennis rims on them. After you, hopefully you get your uh, frame re reinforced as far as welding and stuff. That's what I see, you know, and then, you know, they just bust ass all day, you know. Yeah. So it's a good building block, huh, Myron? You know, it's a, it's a good yeah. bike to build from, and you can find a lot of parts for them, or find shit if you bent a frame, you can go find one for, you know, 50 bucks on Craigslist. Right. Mm -hmm. um, if folks want to... You got a pipe fender that size. Hey, um, how can folks hey. find out more about Go-Kart Compound? What's the easiest way for folks to get a hold of Tyrell if they want to, Myron? They want to get a hold of... Oh! You can get that cheap home. Over here at the cart compound. Give them the number, T. You can get it at the cart compound, 629-1449. 313-619-1449. Hey, and tell them that you heard about him on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Um, you know, we're hoping that you know, as I was talking with Eric just before the show, Myron, he was excited about his big event that he's putting off on July the 22nd. And uh, we may actually come out there. Yeah, it's going to be nice, man. It's going to be fully loaded. He says he's got a big production crew coming to film everything. And he's going to put together a video. You, you've got to be the host, Myron. You've got to be the host of that show. Oh, man. I don't think they would like me to do that. I think you would be perfect. Um, what else is happening with you, Myron? It would be nice. It would be nice, yeah. What do you got going on this coming weekend, Myron? Oh, man, uh, I'm going to probably work on my bikes, uh, hang out. It would be nice. It would be nice, yeah. What do you got going on this coming weekend, Myron? Oh, man, uh, I'm going to probably work on my bikes, uh, hang out. It would be nice. It would be nice, yeah. What do you got going on this coming weekend, Myron? Oh, man, uh, I'm going to probably work on my bikes, uh, hang out. It would be nice. It would be nice, yeah. What do you got going on this coming weekend, Myron? Oh, man, uh, I'm going to probably work on my bikes, uh, hang out. It would be nice. It would be nice, yeah. What do you got going on this coming weekend, Myron? Oh, man, uh, I'm going to probably work on my bikes. Uh, hang out. It would be nice. It would be nice, yeah. What do you got going on this coming weekend, Myron? Oh, man, uh, I'm going to probably work on my bikes. Uh, hang out. Calvin can roll over. I know he's not too, uh, it's not like he's right around the corner from you, so maybe if you have a chance to get Calvin, give a little shout out to as we kind of wrap up the segment here. I want to give a shout out to my man, Tone. This guy got hit. Man, and he got so messed up, and he wanted me to let everybody know there's survivors out here. And to be careful, suit up, put your good stuff on, and ride safe. Cause mini bikes don't have no bumpers. No, it. it you know, I got a. I've got a. Uh, 
a request to be on a podcast, an automotive podcast from a guy. And he had just gotten back from Detroit calling on some of the car manufacturers. And while he was making his way to the airport, he saw a bunch of guys riding mini bikes on the streets of Detroit. Like a group of them, a big group. You know, like you guys roll. And he, he was giving, well, he was, he was curious about how it could be that the mini bikes could not only, and, and even our boy John Fear, even John Fear. And it's always live TV. What does that mean? They ride in They're not smart enough to wear helmets. That's just the self-stupidity. Yeah. Right here, right here in my hand, right here, sir. There you go. <laughs> and you know what? It looks good. And see the way that you flamed it? I always thought it could be a cool way to, to just finish up your bike. Like if you got a nice paint scheme on your bike, cross it over to your helmet. If you got some cool decals, put, decal your helmet up. It doesn't have to look like a space helmet. Yeah, man. Pinstripe by a famous pinstriper named Gator. He's no longer with us. But yeah, Gator did this for me and Myron back in the day. Well, I've seen Myron wear a similar style helmet. And that gives yep. him that look, yep. man. Yep. Hey, do you remember the old thrust muffler with the with the Thunderbird that had that cigar sticking out of his mouth? That's some free shit now. From Stutz. <laughs> that, that's how all this works. And, and find and for you that I gotta send to you. It, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be big. later, Myron. All right. Well, there you have it here. How do we turn this off? E? Late. Um, we're going to have probably an edited second half version for those of you who are tuning in. Send us some questions because we still have this. your questions on Facebook. We'll check uh, take a look at those at the break, and uh, we'll be right back with the second half of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast with Daryl Smith from Big Daddy Motorsports. Yay! Yay! to begin by saying i'm just sorry uh, it is hot uh daryl uh i don't know what it is but based on the amount of people that we've reached this is our most popular podcast to date wow it must be your it must be that My killer cool. personality or that those, charisma i have huh? that denzel washington <laughs> kind of a look um but guys i, I will say though that uh, we did uh, unfortunately um it's so hot, no one's out. Everybody's inside using their internet, and we're just uh, we're just in a situation where it's it affected our our podcast, and there's a little bit of a delay for catching up. And Ed's massive forearm as he installs the eight-inch custom wheel in the front of the American Flyer. This it just proves that it's a live, vibrant, active. Compel that's not necessarily your style. What you know what what. What are the what are the advantages of talking trash online? Any? My talking at. I, I'm prepared. Guys don't like that. I know that I'm gonna win. Right now, I'm the fastest. No matter what anybody is saying, I am the fastest out there at our track. 
anybody, I welcome anyone to challenge me to race the small blocks. I don't care what you got. Beat me. Actually, I'm really tired of, after almost six years, being on top. It's funny you said that. Uh, Home Alone said that last week. It's like, so who else is out there? You know, who's the young up-and-comer? Who's, who's somebody that you're, you know, you got your eye on? Ed, how are we doing over there? Can I help you with something? Oh, looking for bolts? If I had any, it would be in that uh, container where the, the spacers were. Um, and, yeah, there's um, showing up at the drag ships, ultimately, what it's all about. And, and, and I see that. It, it's, it, and it's not just unique to mini biking. You know, drag racing, Christ, with all the guys that talk shit about car drag racing, you right. probably know a little bit about that, too. But, yeah, with the mini bikes, there's more talkers, I think, than doers. Right. Because at the end of the day, there's, there's only a handful of us that's building these motors uh, that is really going fast. And these are the guys who I, I really am looking at. The, the people who they're building motors for, that's okay. I, I'm not really concerned about them because the guys who are building the motors, they aren't ready yet. I'm telling you guys, you are not ready yet. This is how I talk to them. This what? is why they don't, they don't like to talk to me, because I'm straightforward with this racing. So a guy walks in, may have a few grand to get into a bike, um, has a little bit of a competitive flavor to him, thinks they're just mini bikes, you can just get into it. How, how, do, you, how do you deal with a customer who walks through the door? For you, I don't race anymore. I went 70 miles an hour. Guess what? I'm done. They're for me. And this is how it's been. So First is bubble. I've had guys that come over, yes. I've, it just kept going. When I was ready for what I was used to, it, so you, you really got to be ready. Yeah, I think there's that misconception due to its size. And dirt bikes all my life, that looks really cool. I haven't been on one forever. Oh, go ahead. Brain freeze. Twist the grip. Does it Froze up. He, he really, exactly. It's like, no, it's, it's immediate. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I bet there's more of those guys than the guys that really do think it out and no one really wants to go build a bike that's so fast and so uh, they almost are a little bit too fast for these guys you know, they, they, there's a handful of guys that that uh alone yeah. is a he's a he's known he's he's really good okay there was there was a, a younger a older guy now but his name was oscar okay he used to okay he's like almost 200 pounds now so he's his, his mini bike days are over. are over. He's not a, you know, there's a, there's a couple new guys out there that are doing it fast lane. He can do that. That's why I chose him to ride the motors that I build. So he's your jockey now for the most uh, part? He's, he's one. And I have my own jockey. His name is uh, Edgar. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I can't remember. I was just wondering if we were talking about the same one. So Edgar's another good jockey. He was another good jockey. Yep. That comes with. The reaction people have when they get on these bikes and they turn that throttle or twist the throttle yes. and they go, they're going too fast and they're following what they're wearing or what they're not wearing. Right. And it turns all this fun little, and they, they minimize, I was mentioned that uh, F&B, you know, both uh, Sean, excuse me, both Sean, I just saw a post, they just sent like 100 new pipes over to small engine cams. So if you guys want to take a look at any of the F&B stage one, two or three pipes, they're out there. But they also uh, introduced a new intake. They look pretty cool. For predators and i think for hondas so they're they're offering some in 99 bucks on paypal and ordered one 
So we'll see how those look, Ed. We'll put one of those on one of these Predators. So good luck, F&B. Um, I visited, you know, Alana and I were hoping to play hooky, but between her schedule and mine, it was tough to get out. And, you know, we're local, kind of, but we're local in a three-hour way. So we were hoping to, to you know, get together and roll out to the Inland Empire because I, I, I found a, a taco collection as well as a Honda CT70 and Z50 collection out in the Inland Empire. It represents a lot of name lines like K&N and Eaton Corporation. Classic stock cars. I'm talking about modified frame-off. A thousand cars and a thousand mini bikes. He needs like one of each. So he's thinning the herd, as the expression goes. And I went out there and saw some of the nicest tacos that I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, he had them from every make and model. Not quite the uh, Taco Bill inventory, but he had a nice collection of them. And he also had um, a nice collection of CT70s and Z50s, as well as two frame-off two-strokes. One was a 250, 72 uh, Yamaha, and the other one was a 360 with the um, compression lever. All these bikes are for sale, and I know where they are. So if you're into Honda CT70s or Z50s or tacos, uh, he's not giving them away. You know, he's, he's out asking top dollar for top bikes. But uh, if you're interested in any of those bikes, tacos, or Hondas, let me know, and I'll hook you up with him. Uh, I want to also recognize uh, the unfortunate passing of Vic Edelbrock. This uh, Father's Day weekend... Uh, not only was it the Hot Rod Power Tour kickoff, which was pretty successful from what I understand, but uh, it started off on a bad foot because uh, prior to the event, uh, it was announced that Vic Edelbrock had passed away at a Torrance hospital. And that was a shock that went through our community. And it even extends to the minibike world because, you know, Edelbrock had their hands in, I don't know if it was cylinder heads or whatever, but, you know, shouldn't be. Yeah, that's what I heard recently. So Vic, what a, what a great uh, man and... Uh, what a great company, and uh, you'll be missed. So rest in peace, Vic Edelbrock. Um, Emmanuel, you were a busy guy last week as well around that same time with the scleroderma uh, function. How did that work out for you? Well, great turnout. And, uh, we didn't make our goal as far as raising funds, and we definitely had a lot more people than we expected. You've got another one coming up, don't you, in the Valley? Well, we're uh, big fans and supporters of the Scleroderma Foundation here in Southern California. If there's anything that um, we can suggest that may um, get you guys to maybe get involved in some way, shape, or form, it's the uh, Scleroderma Foundation. Uh, hey, Daryl, you see we bounce around a little bit. Uh, it appears as if uh, there's an assembled mini bike there in front of you. How does that look to you? Yes, that looks like a mini bike. So uh, <laughs> this bike was assembled... While you and I were chatting, by <laughs> yeah, it looks like a mini bike. Can we quote you on that? Yes. Um, Alana, you're mic'd, and Ed, you're mic'd. Tell us about what you assemble there, Ed. Um, it looks pretty damn nice. I like the wheels. I like the the black powder coat. Uh, I like the look. Um, I haven't grabbed the grips yet, but they looked okay. Um, tell us a little bit about the assembly. Looks I heard, like a bonanza. It does look a little bit like a bonanza, doesn't it? Yeah, which I kind of like the old rut, the rup setup where they had that little. Rup. Yeah, rup. yeah, rup had it set up like that. Uh, yeah. What was your sense as you put it together? I know when you and I looked at it, I was having a few problems, but basic stuff, right? Out. Yeah. 
what the, what what were some of those um, issues, so to speak, as you were assembling it? Well, well you inside, dropped it. <laughs> outside of me dropping the. <laughs> <laughs> First, we had to bend that tab back that holds the rear axle. Yeah, that's where it, it dropped. Okay, so we, we got that done. And then when we uh, went to put the sprocket on, there was no holes in the wheels. Usually, there's when you get the Zuza wheels. Drilled on one side of the wheel for both the sprockets. Yeah, so we heard you doing a little drilling. What was that? Uh, what size drill bit was that? Five what? Five sixteenths. Five sixteenths. Okay, not so three eighths. Five sixteenths. Five sixteenths, not three eighths. Uh, and then when we got the uh, spacer on the brake plate on the inside, it's not long enough. The shoes are hitting those bolts that hold the sprocket on. So got it. it. Needs to be spaced out a little more. Okay. That's what Ed thinks. I would just take those bolts and on a. Sander. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a perfectionist. We're kind of roadkill. It's like we just got to yeah. get it done, Yeah, no, he right? does it. So it basically, he and I should have a show called The Right Way and The Wrong Way, and um, you should listen middle? to Ed. Ed does it the right way. Well, you were, um, this is not your first, this is your second assemb <laughs> mini bike assembly with any notoriety. You did the first one with the old uh, torpedo. torpedo. I was going to say tornado. Yeah. Uh, that one got a lot of play. In fact, I, I'm still reading about it. In roadkill, it seems like it was yeah. I think people liked it. You they know? did. Uh, well, because you, I mean, you know, because you helped me with it, and we talked about it. I think the last time, right? But we wanted to do it because uh, we wanted to show that, first of all, that it's fun to show somebody who doesn't know how to do this stuff yes. how to do this stuff, and that a mini bike's a really great related. So, like, your investment is so much less, and uh, yeah, the you know, it, it was really cool to wrench before in her life. And, uh, you know, I mean, seriously, like, we started out, she'd have the wrench, and she'd be, like, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> doing the speed handle, you know, so putting, putting two wrenches. She's going to be building cars or anything on her own, but she did tell me, and she, she, she put it all together it. by herself. Yeah, there's a certain so, confidence that comes with it. You know, it. I felt like it was a success. Yeah, I, I don't know how truly confident you could be as a young person assembling a mini bike, but it does give you that. Oh, something's broke. Ah, oh, we can't ride anymore. It's like, no, let's fix it. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it does do that, and uh, I, I like that. Plus, with the mini bike, you know, we spent an hour or two. You can kind of see something. You can see the result. You know that you can work on a car for two years, <laughs> and you're still not doing anything at the end of the two years in terms of getting it rolling or getting it moving. So, yeah, uh, I like the look, Ed. For some yeah, reason, I've been good. attracted more towards the bigger bikes. As I've gotten older, I, I like the small ones, like the little small Temecula Bob Micro. But in terms of riding around, like if you and I were going to go ride someday for an afternoon, you get a nice built Predator in one of those bikes, eight-inch wheels, and you're, you're riding. Yeah, that bike looks roomy. Like, even I can fit it. I, yeah, it does. I like it's that. Got, it's got a full frame, in, and it does have hints of Bonanza. Well, that's largely <clears throat> due to, to Dave Miller's um, influence working with the guys at Go-Karts USA, I would say, Ed. Yeah. yeah. It's got a good big seat. We can yeah. go two up, Ed. Yeah. So this is their custom model. It's available at uh, Go-Karts USA. Obviously, they've got an active website there. Uh, they've got a Facebook page. They've got everything and anything that you need. Uh, we're happy to have them on board. This will go to some lucky participant. A participant is someone who pays to register to have their bike at the show. You automatically become eligible to win this bike. It'll be given away. Um, Assembled as you see it with a few no, more. No, no, it'll be given away assembled properly. <laughs> well, this is the TV version. But, but you have to understand, this was built by two legitimate celebrities. So whoever does win this bike, you've, you've, got, some, you've got a little bit of the celebrity angle that you marker. I have to have you two autograph that. Because we've talked about it. 
Yes. What's what's the signature? What's an evil Ed signature do to something? Uh, I have a T-shirt with Ed's signature, and like I was telling them earlier, in two years I'm asked a thousand dollars for it. Yeah. For oh, a yeah. T-shirt. So really? I, we joke about it, but it, it's true. Ed <laughs> Ed is a, an icon in the industry, and he helped assemble the American Flyer bike with Alana today. Um, what did we miss, Daryl? Was there anything you wanted to cover before we finish up the podcast? Uh, it was sure nice to catch up with you. I, I just love your laid-back style. Uh, you know, there's, um, yeah, so so I'll box him early. In fact, even Charles did mention he, we should. there's respect there. It, it's a vein that runs right through the center, and you're a part of that. Uh, plus, from what I can take, if there's anybody that can go back and forth with Charles, Man to man, it would be a guy like you. These guys who do it over the internet, it's a, it's a different deal. You know, it's it's a whole different deal. You, you like to do it where it counts on the track. On the track. When can folks uh, see you next on the street? Where can folks find out a little bit more about Big Daddy Motorsports? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can give me a call, 310-920-7757. Can you repeat that again? 310-920-7757. All right, I'm going to bring you a world. Or you can... Messes me on Facebook, Daryl Smith. Daryl Smith. Now, there's a lot of Daryl Smiths, I would imagine, on Facebook. I'm, Is there, I'm the only one with the green cat mini bike with lots of chrome, nice powder coat. Should have won. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I blamed it all on the judges. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, no, you make a good point. You're another one of those guys who, who literally had bikes that are, were not only worthy of getting a trophy for my stupid show, but more than anything else, getting props. And I think we got it figured. It was, it was just fun being there. Yeah. I enjoyed it, myself because it, all the guys came. Yeah, man. Even, even the guys I've only seen once, they were there. Charles joked about it. It's like, man, I remember the first time he did that thing. It's like Joe's mini bike reunion. It's like, what reunion? We don't even know this guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> one time like they have to be with him one time to have a reunion with him the second time and it's like no no i think you misunderstood me it wasn't as if i was trying to suggest that oh yeah i've known all you guys forever it's like i'm in a reunion in the sense that anybody can come and be a part of it right it was a reunion in, within that capacity but i'll never be able to talk that one down well in addition to the heats we're now being invaded by bees it's been fun <laughs> Um, Alana, thank you. I'll look forward to spending some time with you next week in Cleveland. It's the Roadkill Zip Tie Drags. Yeah, and everybody who's still left out there watching can see what we're doing at roadkill.com or on the Roadkill Facebook page. Uh, folks, um, here's the deal. Do you mind, Daryl? Daryl, do you mind? No. Thank um, you. A lot of Roadkill fans uh, that watch the Ed's podcast. Ed's trying to hold hands with me. Ed, her husband's right there. I know. <laughs> that was an accident. What's next? The place on fire? I forgot he was here. Um, <laughs> we have a couple autographed copies of Roadkill. This issue is really cool. It's got the Roadkill Zip Tie Drags coverage from Tucson where we raced mini bikes. The first the, one? Yeah, the first one. If you're local to California, you've got to be with us at Tucson in January next year. There'll be more on that to come. It's, it, it's, it's a while. We uh, had mini bikes there, so you, you can bring anything. We had, we had legitimate mini bikes there. Quarter mile it, or eighth mile? Quarter uh, mile. That's a quarter mile. Okay. Yeah. And that's a great There track. was a discussion about that, actually, because they were like, well, 40 in the quarter mile, let her, so let them keep just going. let them keep going. And if you're a mini bike fan and you can hear this voice and uh, want to come and meet Alana or have some fun roadkill style, join us. and Finnegan. Oh, yeah, those stars, two guys, too, know, right? Some people like uh, them. It's a cool time. we got this $3,000 hoopty challenge. we got drag racing going on. we got a lot of cool sponsors coming there. You can even take home a Pioneer. You know, wherever I go, you're going to be taking home some Pioneer stuff, <laughs> so count on that as well. Once again, thanks to all of our sponsors, our newest ones, the folks from Go-Kart USA, as well as... Our friends from Studs Power Sports, uh, they are not only our new sponsor, but they're also bringing the Motor City Minute to you. 
Uh, thanks to Myron Bailey for uh, helping us out and uh, giving us the straight scoop from Detroit. Ed, love you, mean it. Um, I'm going to talk to um, Family Man. Family Man's a new nickname for Emron over at uh, Go-Kart USA. He said, look, Joe, if any of your guys need anything, you just let me know. So I'm letting them know. Ed needs a roller. Thank you for uh, all this madness, Emmanuel. Another great job despite the challenges that we have. Powered by... BDMS. What if somebody wants to get a T-shirt? Where do they go? Big Daddy Motorsports. Just uh, same thing. Just, same thing. Just go ahead and uh, contact me on Facebook, and I can send you one. All right. If you want to buy a two-stroke bike, go online and take a look at them. This is the guy, the fastest guy on a two-stroke bike. Sixty-seven. Sixty-two. Sixty-two. I just gave you five horsepower in California, <laughs> right? Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. I do have to end with some shout-outs because I promised I would, and I, I missed them last week. Uh, family Man, we mentioned you, A.J. Russo, Cliff Judd, Nick, Scott Stubbins, Richard White, Billy Powell, Kevin Locke, or excuse me, Kevin Dock from Indy, uh, Dwayne Huber, Dave K., Ian from CB Minibikes, Jeff Paul, Rich Cottle, Shane Miller, Mike Champagne, Motor Trey, Kelman Carisi, Home Alone, Bird, Temecula Bob, there's a thousand others, we can't get to them, the show's over. See you next time on Joe's Minibike Reunion Podcast. There are- there are- there are- there are-